The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. As we head into the warmer months, we're reminded of the devastation of the last bushfire season. Combank's Bushfire Recovery Grant Program is just one small way communities are continuing to receive support. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday, the 5th of November. In your squiz today, the US election is close. New South Wales is set to open its border to Victorians. Queensland takes out Origin One. And if you need to escape, this is your squeeze today. We like to surprise people here at the Squeeze Claire, so I reckon we might start with the US election today. What do you think? Yeah, great idea. <laughs> a bit to get across, but importantly, there is still no clear winner. As we know, the magic number of electoral college votes a candidate needs to win is 270. Depending on who you ask, as it stands now, Biden has around 227 electoral college votes and Trump has 213. The definite loser on the night has been the polling. Uh, That didn't stand Mm. up for very long once the votes started to be counted. Uh, Just remember that Joe Biden, the Democratic candidate, had a lead uh, in the polls of about nine points and there was a landslide expected to head his way, but that certainly hasn't happened. There's going to be plenty to be said about the polling in the coming days, weeks, months, even years, I'm sure. To what's imminent though now, it seems most are watching closely the states of Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania. Yeah, those three states previously were a block for the Democrats that were fairly reliable and last election they went to Donald Trump. Where they sit at the moment is that they're very much undeclared. There are still many millions of votes to count there and that's because of their state election laws that saw they weren't able to look at those early votes until yesterday. They have to get through, of course, that wave of early votes and where it sits at the moment is that in Wisconsin and Michigan, with some early votes counted, they're starting to lean Biden's way, which is what's expected. Uh, and when you look at Pennsylvania, uh, it is still in Trump's corner, but it's sort of drifting across to the Democrats' way. They're three very crucial votes, as you say, and there's enough Electoral College votes there for it to really decide what's going to happen in this election. Broadly speaking, though, there's been no big changes, no big surprises. States have voted the way they did in 2016. So with all of this, Claire, both Trump and Biden made speeches last night. Both said they were confident of a win. Donald Trump even saying he had one. And then he raised the issue of legal action, Claire. Yeah, he went further than just claiming the win. He said that the election was a fraud on the American public. And he said that he wanted all voting to stop. What that actually referred to was that he wanted counting to stop. He said that anything really that was still outstanding ought to be discarded. And if that was the case, that would see him the winner. Uh, Of course, there have been a lot of comments about uh, exactly how fundamentally ground shaking that sort of statement is from a president. There's plenty of reaction saying that that really is seeking to undermine the constitution and America's democracy. And even senior Republicans have tried to walk that back since he made that statement. We'll leave it there. Plenty more in the Squiz Today email along with links to further reading. And if this has you all US election curious, jump into our Squiz shortcuts on the US election. We unpick the issues around mail-in voting. It is a little bit complex. And we talk about the Electoral College system and a whole lot more. A link to that is in your episode notes. Until tomorrow on that one, Claire.
oh, and the next day and the next day, I dare say. <laughs> exactly. To something a little closer to home and from the 23rd of November, border restrictions between New South Wales and Victoria will lift. When that border closed on the 8th of July, it was the first time in a century and that was in response to the second wave of that coronavirus really taking off in Melbourne. What has been happening is that uh, people from New South Wales can go into Victoria, but Victorians can't cross the state uh, into New South Wales. So getting that border reopened really does change the world for many people who not just live and work on that border, but also have relatives in a state that want to get travelling over the summer. Attention is now back on Queensland with Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk saying she would not be rushed by the decision of New South Wales and her government would review its border restrictions which block Victorian travellers and also those in Greater Sydney at the end of the month. Jack Ma is a Chinese entrepreneur and one of the wealthiest people in the world. He's the founder of e-commerce platform Alibaba. Let's unpick this a little bit. Alibaba owns a third of Ant, which is a Chinese tech giant. And today it was supposed to become the world's biggest ever launch on the stock market until the Chinese government stepped in, Claire. Yeah, Ant Group really is into financial services and it runs the main online payment system in China. So it's a really big business. And when it was going to float on the Shanghai and Hong Kong stock exchanges today, it would have been the biggest company to ever float at about $52 billion in value. So it was a really big deal and lots of eyes on it. But Chinese regulators have stepped in and said that it hasn't complied with the regulations when it comes to online lending and also when it comes to regulation in parts of its other services. Uh, But what analysts are saying is that it seems to be retribution for some comments Jack Ma made about China's banking system. He said it was very uh, backwards in, in a recent speech. Many saying it's a reminder to businesses in China that no one's immune from government control. A message now from our podcast partner, ComBank, as we head into the warmer months, we're reminded of the devastation of the last bushfire season. ComBank's Bushfire Recovery Grant Program is just one small way communities are continuing to be supported. Today's example is in South Australia, where Adelaide and Hills Koala Rescue, a volunteer-run not-for-profit organisation that rescues, rehabilitates and releases koalas, has received $50,000 to plant 30,000 eucalyptus trees and additional fire retardant shrubs to re-vegetate the area. For more information about the grants, head to combank.com.au forward slash bushfire recovery. Don Talbot Clare, a legend of Australian swimming, died at his home on the Gold Coast on Tuesday. He was in and around swimming for the best part of 50 years, but was perhaps best known as head coach of the Australian swim team at the very successful 2000 Olympics. Five gold medals. It's an incredible legacy that he leaves. He Mm. headed up that team when Ian Thorpe, Grant Hackett, Susie O'Neill, Kieran Perkins all saw their great success and he was a tough taskmaster by all accounts. He was known as a strict disciplinarian uh, and his son said he was really tough to the end. He succumbed to complications from dementia. And the US election wasn't the only results that shocked punters last night. New South Wales lost the first origin match to an inexperienced Queensland side going down 18 to 14. It's all quite discombobulating at the moment. I know, I'm so confused. (laughs) Yeah, it looked like the Blues had a really good first half. They led 10-0 at that halftime break and then Queensland ran over the top of them. It's only game one of three though, so... 
plenty of time. <laughs> Game two is next Wednesday in Sydney. Spoken like a true New South Welsh lady. Ah, uh, the cards are on the table. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> And whilst we were scouring news websites last night, Claire, we both must have stumbled upon the same article and thought, oh, yeah, I'll give that a read. Something that is not US election related. I think we're both going to make the same joke, too. It's an article dedicated to showcasing the life of people who become caretakers on small British islands. A bit of an escape from what's going on in the world. Yeah, I think the website algorithms were working overtime yesterday yeah. and really serving up content that people might wanted to see and certainly heading off to a new remote life could be people's ambition with all of the craziness in the world at the moment. It kind of reminded me looking at the pictures, it's a really beautiful link. Um, If you need a bit of escapism, um, just looks like an ad from Burberry, but with normal people. Yeah, it is. It's quite a stunning article. We'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. Amazing life these people live. Before we go, Claire, the email subject line, surely election related. (laughs) Indeed, I've gone for Marvin Gaye, the classic song and the lyric is what's going on. Fair enough. And we might leave it at that. I don't think there's much more to add today. No, that's where we're going to be for a while. Enjoy your Thursday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Superb. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.